Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. we got a really terrific show for you today. We're going to be joined by Renette Senum, and she is the former mayor in Northern California. And uh, of uh, i, I got to tell you, she is probably the, one of the most impressive people I've talked to in recent months. And she, um, we're going to talk about the mass murder of Maui. She's involved with me in talking to the Lahaina elders and so forth. We're also going to talk about um, the coming vaccines. She was the only mayor in California that stood up to Newsom and says, no, we're not going to do this. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. So we're going to get into that. But before I tell you more about the show, before we get into some other events, I want to make sure that uh, you, well, let, let's just be straight up honest. The dollar is going to fail. The banks are going to fail. And under Dodd-Frank 2010, they can take your money. You're an unsecured creditor, totally illegal and constitutional, but who's counting? And so, therefore, you've got to get your retirement away from the bank, and you've got to find a way to save your bank account. Let's talk about the retirement. Noble Gold can get your retirement away from the control of the bank under your control, and then they'll back it with gold. Now, remember, the bankers have cost us 85% of the value of the dollar. Gold has held its value for 6,000 years. This is an easy choice. Gold was the number one investment last year. It's the number one investment this year. There is no question this is what you should be doing. And I can help you with that with Noble Gold. So I'll, I'll it's easy. You've got two choices. You can call Noble Gold, 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347, or... This is the big or. I can send you a all-information packet, no obligation, no one's going to bug you. But I would recommend moving quickly because time is growing short. As the takeover is complete, once CBDC is in, it's game over. So what we're looking at here is that uh, you got a choice. You can be a victim or you can be proactive. You can be in 2023 and take action, or you can be a 1929-style victim go-to. DaveHodgesGold.com. Oh, I forgot to give the warning. It's because I trust Noble Gold because I've been a customer for five years and an advertiser for six. But they want me to tell you that all investments carry an inherent risk and that there's no guarantees. Well, we agree with the warning. What should be a warning out there is every time you walk into the bank, hey, this bank can steal your money under Dodd-Frank. That should be the real warning that's given. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, DaveHodgesGold.com or... 877-646-5347. Well, um, got a couple things I want to talk to you about. One of them is my good friend, Bob Griswold. You've heard him on my shows. And Bob is a stand-up guy with a great background. A lot of it we can't talk about because of his severance agreement with certain parties. And But he comes on and, and really is good at what you need to get through various crises. And I use him as a consultant expert on my show to talk about those things. And he's headquartered over there in ReadyMade Resources in Tennessee, ReadyMadeResources.com. You can go there and look at what I'm talking about. But he has an agreement with PayPal. And PayPal, oh, jeez. PayPal called him a dozen years ago so and said, Yay, you sell products we don't like. We don't like lasers. We don't like night vision. We don't like anything like a scope that can go on a gun. We don't like it. We don't like it. We don't like it. He said, okay, how about I don't have those products you object to, and uh, people get other ways to pay. Okay. 
they agreed to that. Well, just recently, PayPal notified him they were seizing his funds until review. And he said, for what reason? You're violating your terms of agreement. Well, he's not. They had the agreement. He hasn't changed it. In fact, when you go to check out with Bob and you have, like, let's say you want to buy a laser, it doesn't come up. PayPal doesn't come up as an option to pay. He voided every reference to the prohibited items uh, from being paid by PayPal. So they should have no trouble. And he told them that. And they go, well, it's going to take at least a couple of months to review your... Oh, I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it, what I'm hearing. A couple of months. So he said, wait a minute, that means you're doing this to thousands of people, right? And you're getting tens of millions of free loans. You're getting money, access to money, that's frozen in these accounts that rightfully belongs to not you, but the party that owned the account, and you are doing this to them. And they didn't like that. He said, this is interest-free money. This is a scam. He said, I haven't changed any way that I do business with PayPal. It's a scam. And he said, they didn't like that too much. My understanding is he's pursuing legal options, and he should. My message to you is this. Think twice about dealing with PayPal. We're going to review our agreements with various people, and we're going to try to extricate ourselves out of PayPal. If they want to play this holier-than-thou woke BS then they can go do it with people who will put up with it. But ladies and gentlemen, if we rise up as a country and say, you want to go woke, you're going to go broke. Did you not learn anything from Bud Light? Did you not learn anything from Target or Disney or these other woke perverts out there? Did they not learn anything about that? And really what they want to prevent people from buying, body armor, stuff like this, is stuff that is defensive. It can help protect you. So... I tell you, if you're dealing with PayPal, proceed with all due caution. And PayPal, I know you'll listen in. And uh, so for your information, I'm talking about Robert Griswold. And his account is through ready-made resources. And the website is readymaderesources.com. Everybody go up there. Take a look at him. But you just can't pay for anything in PayPal. And I hope Bob sues the living crap out of them. And the rest of you who have accounts with PayPal... Be advised. Be advised. You can have an agreement with them that means nothing, and they get all this interest-free loan for how many months? It's ridiculous. Anyway, stay tuned. You're going to love the show that we have with Renette Senum, and I find her to be just an absolute delight, courageous as heck, and absolutely on point. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome to the guest segment here of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. But because we go on digital formats, we need you to share this information because, unfortunately, we got a lot of awake people that think that everyone else should do the work. And uh, we need to let them know that we need the sound of their marching feet. They are afraid of our numbers, and we really need to increase our reach. Well, we have a liberal mayor on. That's what somebody said to me when I said, I'm having the mayor on, ex-mayor on from Nevada City. You're having a liberal on your show? Well, I would have a liberal on my show. I have liberals that are friends, um, yeah, good friends. But uh, we're going to be talking to Renette Senum. And um, she uh, was the mayor of Nevada City, ex-city council person before that. Um, and she speaks her mind. She's forceful. And she is one of my allies, or I'm one of her allies, in the fight of the corruption uh, and the dirty deeds done in Lahaina. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But, Renette, I want to welcome you to the show. First time appearance here on the show. It's really good to have you. Um, I, what, I, what I want to ask you, though, I think the audience needs to know what they're in for. because, And I don't want to say you're a handful because that's not really the way I mean it. But you speak your mind. I saw that in that conference call we were on with those two Hawaiian elders. You you really, and you were so appropriate, so professional, but you didn't leave any stones unturned. And I was thoroughly impressed with what you said. And I thought, wow, I want this person on my side. I don't think I want to meet you in a dark alley. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, it was, it was impressive. So just for a moment here, tell my audience a little bit about, um, you know, your background. And I mentioned the, the political side, but maybe you want to add to that. 
Right. I'm 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 in a liberal community, Nevada City, small little town in Northern California. The county's more purple, but I'm really I would say more of a libertarian environmentalist. And I do mean the old fashioned. I want clean water, air, food, not the mm-hmm. United Nations 2021 version. And uh, I, I became very involved in um, activism and creating the world that I wanted by building up a better uh, community. I was um, wanting to change the world for the better where you have to start is your backyard. So I did. And so I, I ran for city council in 2008. I was highly involved um, in really teaching the community about relocalization, building up a strong food network, um, caring for those who were homeless. Uh, also, you know, making sure that we had a place to meet and that we could really talk about how to relocalize our economy for challenging times in the future, which I knew was going to happen. And so I was on the city council from 2008 to 12 was the vice mayor mayor during that time, had a phenomenal time. Our first organic farmer's market, um, you know, a warming shelter for the homeless. I was highly engaged and I, I consider myself a solutionarian. I love challenges and problems and I kind of eat them for breakfast and I find very creative ways to, to deal with them. And then I was off the city council for four years, started seeing a lot of outside sources coming in that were going to be um, challenging and threatening our community. And so I ran again in 2016. And that next four years was nothing but putting fires out. Uh, Paradise burned about 60 miles from us. And we were having Pacific Gas and Electric turning our, our power off for sometimes five days a week at a time, destroying businesses. It was just one fire after another. And of course, when COVID hit, I was mayor. And while I was originally supportive of a two-week stay-at-home order to find out mm-hmm. what was really going on, that was, of course, the limit of that. Um, once it continued, I became, began to call out uh, the illegality of that, as well as I was, um, of course, on Zoom calls with the public health director, city managers, the county chair, uh, city uh, 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 mayors as well. And I began to see a lot of red flags rather quickly. By the time Governor Newsom uh, made his statewide mask mandate here in California, I looked around over 40 million people in the, in the state waiting for the backlash, waiting for elected officials to cry out how unconstitutional and legal this is. And I was met with complete silence. So I took, uh, I went down to the city hall, talked to our police chief, and I said, do you plan on enforcing this mask mandate? And he said, I don't know how. There's no penal code. And also, it doesn't look very constitutional to me. So I'm like, thank you very much. I went back home and I grabbed a Peggy Hall video at that time. I was not doing interviews myself at that time. (laughs) And I grabbed her video that did a beautiful job showing how legislation is made, how bills are passed, laws are passed. I posted it and said, basically, Governor Newsom does not have unilateral power to put medical devices on every Californian's face. And all hell broke out. At that point in time, I had just won my third election and the next month in July when I'm ready to step down uh, as mayor and take my oath as a city council member, I instead called out my city council members, county supervisors and said, you're all committing crimes against humanity. You have the exact information that I have available to me. And what we're going to do is come back in three years and we're going to hold your feet to the fire for the crimes you're committing. And I left. Is there going to be an accounting? I think at some point there will be. Oh, yes, I think there will be. Already we have a lot of those individuals who know what they've been doing. They've quit their jobs, changed their names, and they've moved to different cities, to different states, and even different continents. I think they all know. It's just it's really? a time bomb. You know, that's reminiscent oh, yeah, we have of... Very- powerful assembly here over 300 members and they are they're very active um in the uh, calling out the fake oaths of office and also uh they're 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 basically educating the public here how we have a corporation that is masquerading as a government um that's you know, are you talking about the 1871 declaration yes. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's I, I you know what i used to think that was the weirdest thing when i heard it but i i went and researched it one day I said, well, I can't argue with what I see. I said, I don't know how legal and enforceable this is, but it does seem to be acted upon. Uh, there's no question. Well, with regard to to the, to the mass mandates, though, um, you know, here's what disturbs me as much as anything else in that whole time frame is how people laid down to the will of the government, even when it wasn't in their best interest and even when it was totally illegal. I'm really concerned about the lack of willpower and and resilience that our population has. Well, that's interesting. That was a real critical juncture for me, Dave, because this town is very engaged and involved in environmentalism. And um, 
what I saw was, or what they saw with me is when I started telling them that I was getting cries for help as the mayor and people that were concerned about the mask because they'd been raped and their mouths had been muffled and they were having, you know, terrible PTSD or they sure. were suffering from asthma. I mean, there's real issues. And I was basically told to stand down and shut up. And, and then I was saying, look at, you know, I went out there and I actually started interviewing people and I started interviewing, you know, uh, the uh, HIPAA experts and the HVAC experts and the mask experts and the people who built surgical rooms and telling us how masks work and how to pump in more oxygen and humidity when you wear these masks and the dangers of the masks. I was actually going to the experts and nobody was out there at that time. Yeah. It was quite early. And what I saw, though, is when they said it's not for you. It's for everyone else. It's for your grandparents. That was the mental hook that I saw. And I have to tell you something else, Dave. When people came out of the stay-at-home orders, I was we, we didn't do that at all. We started having potlucks and we were more social than ever. And the days that people started coming out of their, their doors and they're walking around the town, and these are people I know. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time i was looking to their faces their children their teenagers faces and i could see they've been traumatized they had the same look i was looking at their faces going what does that remind me of that look and i thought that reminds me of the people i saw at hurricane katrina that had ptsd and i'm thinking to myself how in the world did all of these people my community behind the safety of the front door get traumatized. How? From their screens over and over and over, right? It's called fear appeal. It is actually a a type of public health policy uh, that is very popular, but it was Mm -hmm. weaponized. And then we have Biderman's charter coercion that brainwashes, you know, prisoners of war. All of that had been used on people through their computers, through their phones, through their televisions and the radio. Everywhere they looked, they had been assaulted. Psychological warfare. What is it about you and me that we're not prone to that kind of brainwashing? I've often wondered that. That is the million-dollar question. And we we continue to ask that to this day. The, the, the only thing that we've come up to right now is that I think the people who do not care if they're popular or they're in the crowd, I think they can maybe just not give a damn and will think what they want to think. But that's, it is, it is a million-dollar million question. <laughs> 
I can't say the phrase that my wife uses, but uh, she says, you just don't give up. <clears throat> and that's why you can do what you do. You might be right on that. Um, the, the, I, I, and with regard to that uh, two-week uh, let's flatten the curve mentality, I, I went along with it for four days. And I used to teach uh, among psychology. I taught stat research, uh, oh. graduate and postgraduate level. And, you know, so I'm pretty in tune to the scientific method. We used to use medical modeling to train our uh, graduate students who were working on their dissertations on how they should do theirs. And so I know the medical modeling process really well. And I'm looking at what they're doing and what they're saying. And I'm saying, okay, I understand you're rushing to judgment and you've got to push things through because you think you got a crisis, but you're ignoring steps you could be taking to ensure public safety. They were doing nothing to ensure public safety. And, and then six months in, they still hadn't had any double blind studies. They didn't have control groups, experimental groups. They didn't even animal test, or they did briefly, and all the animals died, so they stopped testing them. And I just, and I started telling people, you're committing suicide if you if you take uh, the vaccines because they violated every scientific protocol. But here's the scary thing, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Not a lot of people are. When Biden came into office, most people know this. He renewed our relationship as a nation with the World Health Organization, but he also initiated a treaty, which he can't do with a foreign entity without the approval of two-thirds of the Senate. And basically, if he declares an emergency, the World Health Organization comes in with the UN, and they tell us what's what, and our laws don't matter. Were you aware of that? Yes, I was. Oh, yes, I was very aware. And I have to tell you that when I was on the Zoom calls with public officials behind the scenes, that those were the red flags I began to see. They're talking about how we have to boost the immune system. I'm like, great, let's boost the immunity. Let's let's uh, go out there and distribute vitamin D and C and zinc mm-hmm, to help mm-hmm. people get the sunshine, get their hands in the air, the, the soil, grow their food, breathe fresh air. And I would either be muted by the CEO of the county yeah, or... Of or told I was asking too many questions. And I have to tell you, there's something else, though. This was in California and probably other states as well. And it did not seem nefarious at the time. But in November, in the fall of 2019, a bill passed in the state of California that gave unilateral power to every public health director in the state of in the county of all the counties of California that allowed them to close businesses and schools and churches and to force people into stay at home orders or masks or vaccinations. These are positions, Dave, that are not elected appointed. They are actually, these are individuals who are hired by a staff, once again, from a county that is basically a corporation masquerading as a business. And I yeah. know that these individuals are selling their souls because at, at the beginning of COVID, they're getting quarter of a million dollars as a public health department in a small county in California. And that got bumped up to a half a million dollars. That's how much it costs you to sell your soul. Yeah, it, it is amazing. Here in Arizona and Mojave County, uh, they had a big controversy, and I was involved with some of the people in their county seat, Kingman. In fact, I went up there and I spoke a couple of times with Sheriff Mack. And the one thing that I saw um, was that they had a health director there that was making all these rules, and she was a gym teacher. I kid you not. She was a gym teacher, and she's making health protocol decisions. I mean, well, talk the, about the, the, <laughs> you're practicing medicine cards? without a license. I mean, but I here's, what, here's why I want to bring this up to you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sure. Well, the current public health director we have is directly from the Gates Foundation. So we'll just leave it oh, at that. Okay. That's, you don't need to say anymore. The, <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring this up, though, in the first minutes of the show, because you had real experience with this. And I wanted to rekindle the fires a little bit because all the signs are there that it's coming back. There was a um, I couldn't tell if it was a TikTok or uh, a YouTube short, but I was sent a recording of Biden. It was about 45 seconds long, and it was from Saturday. And, and the guy was almost incoherent. If I didn't know better, I'd say he was drunk. And he was saying, yeah, I've asked Congress for a lot of money, and 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 uh, we're, we're going to get this new vaccine, and you're going to have to take it. Those were the exact words. You're going to have to take it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wanted to bring that up because people need to know um, the Democrats are in big trouble. They're in big trouble politically. And I'm not a supporter of the Republicans, believe me. Can't stand the Republicans. They're, most of them are uniparty. And right. um, I, I look at the Democrats, though. They are desperate. They are Bolshevik communists. Yes. And they will do whatever they have to do to turn the tables. That's right. And I, I, I agree with you. I, well, he's, and he's given us that rhetoric before where you're all going to have to get the shot. We heard that before. It came close, but it didn't happen. I've, I've talked to paramedics who I've been talking to for over three years. 
on the ground. And they're like, I said, what percentage do you think will get the shot? They said, maybe 20%. Uh, but let me tell you, those paramedics, by the way, Dave, told me that when COVID had struck, those ambulances were collecting dust. And it was not until after the shots that they could not even, they didn't even have enough staff to staff the ambulances for all the calls they were getting. But he thinks it'll only be 20%. And because of that, I, I feel, and I think a lot of people are feeling the same way, that when the Americans, for the most part, reject another round of shots, that they're going to, they're going to pull the, the string on World War III and, uh, and they're going to have us in a full blown war. Either that, I agree, that's a possibility. Or the other option could be health emergency. Here comes the UN and their blue helmeted thugs. Right. And, at and least with the blue helmets, they won't be subject to do weapons. And, and those um, blue helmets are right now, uh, uh, also they're in Canada right now where the fires have and any time you have any UN, you have to know that they are the enemy. Do not think for one second that it's, it's the, it's a Trojan horse. And, and I think also, uh, we talked about this too, that, uh, when that war strikes, they'll more than likely take down the power grid or something like that to create complete chaos and lack of communication. Yes. That's what a lot of us think. Exactly. And I'm getting this from my military sources too. Uh, the good news is that, um, I talk to a lot of people in the military, a lot of them ex that are well connected still. The upper echelon of the military, below the Joint Chiefs that are all bought and paid for, they're not on uh, Biden's team, and it won't take a lot of public uprising, I think, to make them act. This, I mean, this is in the cards, and a lot of people look at me cross-eyed when I say it, but I've sat and I've had discussions with people who are in significant positions in the military, and they don't come out and they don't say, I, I hate to say it this way, they don't say treasonous things. But they leave no doubt as to where they stand. And uh, I've had these discussions several times, and I'm not the only person I know that's had these discussions. And the reason I'm being brought into this is quite clear, because I'll come on here and talk about it. And the public is now given permission to stand up and say no to this criminal government. And this is what members of the military want to see. They got to see public support before they'll act. And I've been told this repeatedly. I, I believe and I do know of good military men and women who feel the same way and they're quiet about it. I, I'll tell you what my biggest concern is right now. And I think I mentioned this to you. And that was when I was mayor and we were at those stay at home orders, I was very concerned in the middle of the night what was really going on. So every now and then I'd jump into my car in my pajamas and I'd drive around at midnight, two, three, four, whatever. Right. And I did this for a while until finally between three and five thirty, I would see an army of utility trucks coming into our town and spending two and a half hours from three to five thirty extending the broadband from power pole to power pole. 5G. I thought that was a bit odd. 5G. Oh, well, broadband is the backbone to 5G, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, exactly. So this is happening only for two and a half hours. Not very efficient, right? But it was in the deepest dark part of night when everyone was sleeping right before the little shower we had. So I kept watching this over and over. And, And of course, you can ask people around the country, Dave where you see these big coils of broadband and just mm-hmm. you quietly see them moving down the street, but you never see the guys actually extending it. They're doing it in the middle of the night. So I call a woman named Daphna Talkover, who was working for the Children's Health Defense of California, and she was in charge of the 5G department. She's an attorney. I said, Daphna, this is what's going on. We're seeing HVAC guys coming into all of our school systems, actually putting in 5G. And yeah. She said, Renette, it's happening across the country. Then, Dave, I talked to people all around the world and everyone who came out of their their little stay-at-home order, lockdown orders, antennas everywhere. This is impossible without years of right, getting the funds, the hiring, training, supplies, uh, you know, eh, all of this has to take years of work. And just like that, when the whole planet went into lockdown, in the middle of the night, there were armies of utility men extending the broadband for the 5G millimeter wave that should not be in the public realm. It's a military application. I've I've fought many a times against bad bills in California, and I still go down to Sacramento, uh, though it's, it's a Herculean effort to try to convince these guys, because they're all sold and bought off, to stop the the expansion of 5G. And, and so there's no doubt that 5G millimeter wave is part of the plan. So I have to be very frank and say, while we are gunned up, we've got all the ammo in the world, that's not that's not going to be how they get us. And I yeah. think they really have a serious conversation about the antennas of their Trojan horses, because also Huawei ZTE got busted for antitrust violations quite a few years ago by Congress, mm-hmm. and, and they've got all these back doors. They've got back doors. 
I'm friends with Virginia Farver, and she just won a case against the FCC on exactly what you're talking about. And including, and this goes into Maui that we'll get to in just a second, uh, high frequencies uh, and heat set off smart meters and make them incendiary devices. And that's been adjudicated now. Uh, but Virginia is saying much of what you said. And, and I just want to give some collaborative testimony to what you're talking about here. The, um, I think the best way to say it is that um, the 5G has an interaction effect with the vaccines. That's right. And this has been scientifically proven too, to my satisfaction. And I'm, I'm picky. When I, when I look at research, I am really picky. I'm, a, I'm a doubting Thomas, but this is good research and it's been replicated. And so what we know is that, uh, the life insurance companies, I've had life insurance officials tell me this, Dave, get ready for higher rates. Why is that? Well, because the lifespan in America is in three years has gone from 79 to 76. And I said, I'm aware of that. And I said, do you think it's vaccines? They go, yes. And the, it's so numerous. We're paying off death benefits like you wouldn't believe. I was given one statistic by a life insurance person. He said 47% of the deaths now in America are people that are at least five years in advance of their life expectancy. Oh. And most of the time it's 15 and 20 years. And he goes, we're seeing 15 year old athletes keel over on football fields that were in perfect condition that took the vaccine. And he said, but we can't say that. And I said, what do you mean? He said, we're trained to say, if you ask us why your rates are going up, it's because of natural disasters and this and that and the other. We're not allowed to talk about the vaccine, but the vaccine is the reason why our life expectancy has gone down three years. And 5G is also a further exacerbation to an interaction effect. So, but I wasn't even planning to go here with you, but uh, I'm glad we got to hit this. Yeah, it's important. This is important. It's going to be an important weapon. And when things get really hairy, people, I mean, I'm not saying to go do this, but there, you know, a thousand um, security cameras were taken down throughout London for their 15 minute city where you, you actually get, you know, basically a fee of 12 and a half pounds just to go into the city. And there's blade runners. They call themselves blade runners who are taking down these cameras. And I'm just, I'm not going out there and advocating this, but I have to say that being that we do not have a sheriff's, we do not have representatives who are listening to our cries or not listening to the science or the court decisions, federal court decisions. At what point? Do you finally put matters into your own hand? And these are our towering Trojan horses. They are. And we have to start having that conversation because they're not going to come at us kinetically, not to, not, not at first. There's another way and we're surrounded by it. So I just want to say that I, I want to see this become part of the conversation of what do we do? I agree. And see, this lends right into the Maui situation with Lahaina. And I wouldn't ask this question so bluntly if I didn't think that you were willing to talk at these in these terms, because uh, I've seen it. The uh, Do you think what happened to the people in Lahaina was a result of pre-planning and intention? 100%. So what we know for a fact, we've seen this, right? People were blocked, told to go back towards the, the fire, uh, yes. the, the alarms. We know we all know that. So, yes. Uh, and, of course, now there's evidence, and I want to make this very clear. I did a sub-stack on this that um, they were able to three, see through NORAD that there were Chinese satellites. Now, people were saying, please don't go out there and put the blame on China because obviously there was on-the-ground tactics that were happening. I'm like, I'm not putting the blame on China. I'm not putting it on them. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. I just believe they probably pulled the trigger with the sat- with the satellites and the do because you couldn't have American satellites overhead at the time. It had to be somebody else. So they're all in cahoots. We know that they're all the 1%. They're the mother weffers. They're the UN. They're, they're all in cahoots. They're all playing the game. And it was highly, highly, highly coordinated, which I've also seen in the past in other areas as well. So this is not a surprise. It's horrendous, but it's not a surprise. I learned an almost another cuss phrase, the mother weffers. I've, I've never heard that before. Thank you. I'll, I'll make use of that. I like that. That's, uh, that's Cliff High. I can't take that from Cliff High. You know, 
I agree with you, but I don't know that I have the maybe the insight that you have on this. But what I do know is several months before the event, uh, the Hawaii news outlets and not national. This is interesting. It didn't go national, but the Hawaii news outlets only said the green lasers coming down from space and they're from China. And my first reaction when I saw that video, which had now scrubbed from the net, uh, I was saying, how the hell do they know that's from China? Mm-hmm. OK, uh, did it have the initials of the CCP on it? How would you know? Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you, there was another event, and I can't remember, Eric West, I think, was talking about this. A few days before the event, uh, lasers again coming down, and then on the day of. So there were three instances of this, and China got the credit. Here's what I'm thinking, Renette, and I don't know, but I'm just trying to think, why would they publicize something like this before they initiated the event? And I think they wanted to put the blame on China in case they needed plausible deniability because 100%. they got implicated. That's what I think is going on. A hundred percent. They have to. They have to. They can't. There cannot be essentially the American fingerprints on this, right? They, they're setting it up to make it look like China. They're setting it up to make it, okay, China's the one that had the, the, you can see it on NORAD. It's publicly available. Satellites were there right when the fires started. So we can see all that. And they, they have to. And, and again, folks, you know, Governor Newsom, Biden, they're CCP foot soldiers. Yeah. I mean, they're all in cahoots. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. one of the same. They're just doing what the CCP is saying. And the the, the media is, is it, they're run by the CCP for God's sake. So none of this is a surprise. I'm certainly not saying it's, 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 we're blaming China. I'm just saying China is the cover. That's all. And China, exactly. and this is probably part of the provocation and the justification for World War III. But it's not. We're, they're all working in tandem. All of them. They had to have. At the one-tenth of one percent level, I totally agree with you. Yes. They're all on the same side at some level. Yes. I agree. Yeah. And I think the organizational structure, uh, at least for operations, is headquartered with which you said the mother weffers. I think that's the organization mm-hmm. uh, that is the administrative arm. But, um, I, I, you know, the thing that I look at right now, the, the governor has retreated, and I'm talking about uh, Governor Gangreen, as I like to call him, because he's a gangster and he's poisonous to his people. Yeah. But he has retreated, and uh, and they even made a sacrificial lamb out of his housing. I don't know if you saw this or not. I watched a meeting of the Build Beyond Barriers, or why not just say Build Back Better, because that's what you are. And they had the housing director there. The governor was getting challenged, but it was polite. B.J. Penn, the world-famous MMA uh, retired fighter, a legend in the Hawaiian Islands, he dropped an F-bomb, and then he immediately apologized and said, I'm really sorry, and he was completely appropriate in his questions he was asking. The governor's handlers picked him up and said, we got to get out of here. Like what? Do you think this MMA guy's going to jump the table and beat the snot out of you? I mean, it was ridiculous. But now this housing director that was forced to take over the meeting, we're not talking about Lahaina. Well, that's why we're here. And they violated open meetings law because they didn't even tell the people they have in a meeting. They found out about it and they showed up. So I look at this and these people are on the run. And now the housing director has resigned. Yes. And they're, and that person's being made the fall person uh, because the governor's been caught in so many lies. I mean, the first day, we're not letting the developers come in. I said, isn't this premature? Why are you talking? And why did uh, Jeff Bezos come in the day after the event? I'm going to give $100 million to build a smart city in Lahaina. And I'm thinking, they're already telling us what they want to do. Right. That, that was my first reaction when I heard Jeff Bezos' statement. And then I started thinking, maybe this was planned. Right. You know, I, I, I've i seen it before. As, as, as you know, I went to Hurricane Katrina after that happened. And yeah. I heard remarkable stories how FEMA and the National Guard were stopping people from coming in and helping others, getting supplies. When we had ham radio operators getting their antennas back up, uh, here would come the National Guard and they take it down. And this was back in 2005. And that's when I knew something was seriously amiss with America. And now we always have these big, you know, and I was there to see the face of climate change, not realizing it's really weather modification. It's weather warfare is what it is. And I can argue this until I'm blue in the face. Uh, but that's what we are seeing. There's always a cover story. And this hurricane that was hundreds of miles away was the cover story. But no, it's it's a complete setup for land grabs. It's a complete setup for the 15-minute cities. And I believe there is actually a physical delineation between our enslavement and our freedom, and that physical delineation is the fence they posted around Lahaina. 
as long as that fence continues to be up, they will do exactly what they want to do. Till there's a lot mm-hmm. of eyes on Lahaina 24-7, you're not going to be able to stop them because you can't see what they're doing. And they've got, the, they've got those entry points choked off. There are, you have police and you have military, I'm hearing this firsthand, on every single corner like it's been invaded. Yes, I've seen, I saw Eric West uh, get ticketed for daring to stop on the side of the road to ask them a question. He was asking a question, oh, you're guilty, here's your ticket, and oh, you can't pay this by mail, you got to show up. Uh, fortunately, they didn't throw him in jail. That was my first thought. Y- you know, the, this whole thing stinks. Did you know that they were, uh, this was covered by Hawaii News Now. They scrubbed it, but fortunately, someone else on YouTube kept a copy, and I was able to make use of it, and I borrowed it under fair use. But they were taking topsoil out of Lahaina and carrying it in trucks to a gun range. And then they were putting it in 55-gallon drums, and they were the EPA. And this was covered by a reporter's last name was Richardson. And she's showing exactly what they're doing. And then they scrubbed the whole thing. Did you know that? I know why they're taking the topsoil out, because they don't want people to find thermite and radiation and this other stuff. So They are removing the evidence. They are removing evidence. You better believe it. It's a crime scene. Tulsi Gabbard and BJ Penn went on Joe Rogan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've never been a Tulsi Gabbard fan, but I am in this issue. And she said they want to relocate those people from Lahaina to the Big Island. What do you know about that? I don't I don't know anything about that, but I I would trust her on that. Uh, But there's no doubt that they want the Lahainans. They want the indigenous people off there. And it does seem to me that they also want to make sure that there's no more indigenous generations, future generations, because they've pretty much eradicated most of the children, which is a big mystery to this day. Yeah, we're the 2,400 kids, and I'm using those numbers off the Department of Education from the Hawaii website. Uh, they lied about the school openings, and there's too. A lot, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of evidence that the buses did reappear in the middle of the island next to a motocross um, race course that is actually has um, an AT&T like telephone relay building that continuously that has is connected to an underground system. There is actual YouTube footage of this from years ago. And constantly the Hawaiians keep painting on the side of the building. Where are the children? What have you done with the children? And the government comes in there and they officials and they 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 paint over it black. There is something going on. And I was not so inclined to believe the bus story that they were kidnapped and disappeared. But just as of last night, after seeing this evidence on a David Crow's show, uh, I, I was like, what the heck is this? And I, I think there's something there. So my question is this, and I've asked this before, the children were sent home. Were there any parents who received phone calls, a cell call from any of the children saying, hi, mom, hi, dad, I'm home. Uh, you know, what do I do? Or were they just sent home and they just disappeared from that point on from the school on? <laughs> Did they actually make it home? Because if they made it home, it's hard to gather children from all over the you know different directions during a time of emergency. But if they put those kids into buses and just disappeared them and those buses are now in a completely different location, I think we need to get a posse and need to go down into some of those tunnels and see what's going on. I can, yeah, I agree with you, but I can speak to this from a school standpoint. Um, you know, when I was a high school teacher and coach in my younger days, I was on committees when FEMA and DHS would give us guidelines to plan bus evacuation drills mm-hmm. and under what circumstances you do this and lockdown drills, and not just for shooters, but lockdown drills for danger. Uh, environmental danger, weather danger. And so I know these protocols. And I want to give just one sec, one, one statement of background. They have already lied about the starting date of these schools. There were three schools. One of them opened on August 7th, the day before the fire. One was the morning of the fire. And the other one was scheduled to open August 9th. And that was on the website. They've now scrubbed it. But I saw this with my own eyes. And I also know what a principal's responsibility is in an emergency situation. And this was an emergency situation. Um, when you have a known danger, you are required to maintain line of sight supervision. Right. And so if you can't evacuate these kids safely on buses to a safe location, you then have to shelter down and ask for help. And maybe you bring in the helicopters or whatever it would be, but you are obligated to stay with those children. I'm telling you, Renette, no principal in their right mind 
would have ever released kids unless they got an order from a higher up. And the higher up, I believe, was the governor. And, yes. and you know, as the school officials aren't saying anything. My position, in fact, I actually talked to uh, an old friend of mine, and she used to be my principal, uh, where I was a basketball coach and a psychology teacher at her school. And I asked her, I said, what would you have done? She goes, I would have told that freaking governor to come here and give the order himself. I'm not doing it. She goes, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to get sued. So that's the starting point. But let me tell you what else I saw. I saw a video of the Lahaina buses. There were 10 of them. I counted in line. There's 15 total. But I counted 10. They were taking tourists out the morning of the fire, taking tourists out. At the same day, they blocked the locals in. And no one's ever accounted for these 15 buses. The day before, Google Earth shows, and I don't know what they've done with that evidence, but I saw this. Google Earth showed 15 buses in the Lahaina bus parking lot with two minivans. The day after the fire, they're all gone. Now, if they got burned up, you'd be able to find the wreckage and determine, well, this isn't a car. This is the size of a bus, and you would have known this is it. And what did they do with these uh, tourists? Well, they probably took them to the airport. Okay, what happened then? I guarantee those kids were not released to go home. There were no parents to go to in all likelihood because they would have been working in another location. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll tell you, in an emergency, the school doesn't even have to release to the parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have that option of authority. So this is something I know. This is something I was involved in training on. They're lying about what happened with these kids. Well, I have no doubt there's something going on with the children. And so that I go back to then, where are those principals? Why are we drilling them? Why aren't we, why aren't we tracking them down and saying, where did you get your orders? What happened to the children? And as you said, if the protocol is to keep an eye on them, line of sight, then why did they let go of them? You know, I mean, this is, we should be drilling them. They're, they're the middleman. So I suspect. Just knowing how this went down, who blocked the exits, the Maui police, who's in charge of that? Well, this infamous police chief who also illegally holds the position of coroner that can fudge the body counts, and he botched and cooperated with the FBI investigation into Las Vegas shooting. When we know damn good and well the Las Vegas police were on the right track, the FBI came in and derailed the investigation, and this man, Peltier, was part of it. I guarantee you he was probably part of the evacuation of these kids, and God knows what happened to him. And Dave, this was more than likely years in the making as well, right? So they made sure that those principals that were in those schools were put into those positions for this very this very event. I mean, well, this they, is, yeah, they this did for Peltier. Peltier was on a job eight months. Right. The head of emergency management seven months. Kaleo, the guy that wouldn't release the water, which is criminal neglect, should be charged with it. Uh, he was new to his position, and when all this went down, the mayor. The governor, all these people were not at their positions when this crisis took place. Not one of them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, this is this is this is actually where we do draw the line. This is where we say no more. I mean, because this the, the feeling in the sense I get with Lahaina is, is these perpetrators, these monsters are bumping up their game. And this was horrific. But if we don't stop this now, it's gonna be more of the same. I mean, we're already seeing. Think of the velocity of massive catastrophic events we see now every single week. Like we had Hurricane Katrina. Okay, that happened. Then you didn't hear anything really, for, you know, for a few years. But now it's like every single week. And of course, they're blaming climate change. And we all know that's a boondoggle. It's a lie. And mm-hmm. so this is, this is, these are war games. This is a far, different tactic. And they don't care if you're a child. They don't care if you're a nun. They don't give a damn. And, and we, this is, it's, it's very serious. And people ask me, what can we possibly do? I said, well, the first thing we have to do is admit that we have a problem. (laughs) You know, that this is, this is a war. It's not natural. It's not mother nature. It's not climate change. It's not cow farts. It's we've got, this is a war and we have to start, you know, addressing it as such. No, you're absolutely right. And, um, I do believe these people, from the people I talk to in Hawaii, the rumors are we're being sent to the big island. Uh, We're being sent away. They definitely want that island for themselves. There's no doubt they want them out. There's no doubt. What's your take on Oprah? She's really backpedaling right now. I, I, she should because she got blasted. I think she's satanic. I think she's evil. I I think that she's um, a Hollywood pedophile. I... 
I wouldn't touch her with a 10 foot pole. And, and, and I, I'm disgusted by her. I can't even look at her. I think she's horrific. I, really, she's, she's as bad as they can get. She's like a black witch. She's horrific. The thing that bothered me is when her and The Rock came out with their little, hey, donate yeah. to us. Yeah. They they were acting like they were at a New Year's Eve party, like this yeah. was something to celebrate. You'd yeah. expect to see people of a somber mood, yeah. almost in tears, saying, can you please help us help these people? That's not what we saw. They have, at, at a time where people are so hurt, Right. They can't put food on the table. They can't, they can't pay their credit cards. They're, they're, they're actually, we, people have been, I've been seeing all the viral videos. How dare you ask us? The people who are actually suffering, who have no money and you're a multi, multi billionaire, millionaire, and you're asking us, why don't you just give one billion over? I mean, do the calculation. It's, 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 it's insulting. It's, you know, adding insult to injury for sure. And boy, did they get a backlash. And, and, and she too has underground, um, you can look on her property. She also has some type of underground bunkers as well, uh, tunnels to somewhere. I don't know where. So again, <laughs> do you know the day what before? Game is she well, I'll give you the yeah. game she's playing here. The day before the fire, she had her own fire protection team come in. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, it was a complete setup. There's no, you can't, you can't have that kind of logistics just spontaneously erupt where you're sending them back into the fire. You're blocking the roads. The siren doesn't go off. All the leaders are missing. The children are missing. I mean, it just, that's you guys. I mean, you know, one one chance, okay, two, but three times you got a pattern, right? You have all these patterns of a massive uh, logistic event, and and there's no doubt that this has happened. There's no doubt that 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 um, Oprah is, is was playing like the face, you know, like oh, I'm so concerned. Let's raise this money, and and people, I mean, there's a great awakening, but because of this great awakening, right? I feel that it's a race to the the finish line. We're waking up. They're they're playing a tougher game. We're waking up more. They're you know they're getting nastier. And I mean I've dealt on a micro level with some of these psychopaths, and they do have an attitude. Okay, like we're going down. We might be losing, but we're taking you with us. Yeah, I agree with that. The doomsday philosophy is very much alive. That's why you know I remember we used to hear, well, we're not going to have an election because of this or that, and I, and I used to laugh at that stuff. Right now, I'm truly wondering if we're going to get to the 2024 election for a variety of reasons, I, whether it be war or civil war or whatever it is. I I, I'm not too sure we will. And even then, uh, I, I think, you know, obviously we already know the whoever the next president is, they've been selected. Um, I'm not sure, but I, I don't know if we're going to make it there either, to be honest. And I think because this is all coming to the surface, there is such a great awakening in Lahaina, Lahaina pushed people over the edge because this is the thing is like Paradise, California. Most people, Dave, had never heard of it before, never I been know, there. I know. But Lahaina is a happy place for people. They were married there. They've gone to conferences, vacations. They've worked there. They've lived mm-hmm. there. They've surfed there. There's people we know. So many of us know so many people who've lived in Maui and Lahaina. So, you know, the, the media couldn't control the narrative. We were too connected to Lahaina for them to control the story. So there's this great awakening happening. And the more we awake, right, the more we wake up, the more they're going to get nastier and nastier. So we have got to be ready for this. And and what I mean by that is you've got to talk to your people, your friends, your family, and say, hey, what do we do if the power grid goes down? What do we do if the, the UN soldiers come in here and and start having those serious conversations and i don't mean to to you know be a you know a fear monger here but if you're not reading the writing on the wall you're in for some really hard times well yeah i, I think we're being tested across the board i mean look at what just happened in new mexico with uh i call her karen grisham uh where i'm taking you can't have a gun you can't have a gun out in public no i don't care if you're ccw totally violated the second yeah. amendment and then she she bumbled her way through a press conference about it and fortunately, a judge came along and issued a temporary restraining order. But they're testing us across the board. Newsom in your state has just put a big tax on ammunition and guns. I mean, these people are testing us all the way through. And look at Owen Schroyer. His worst statement, death to tyranny. And now he's going to prison for 60 days. Right. That's right. That's right. No, but, it's no. Uh, I just interviewed uh, Naomi Wolf yesterday and she was just talking about how the danger of, of using the word incitement, they incited something. And, and, and yeah. just because you, you, you know, you talked about something, they can now say you incited this. Therefore you must, 
go out there and, and, and pay, you know, pay for the crime. And so the language around this is very, very dangerous. And of course, we see J6, we see people, anybody related to J6, every single day, somebody is quietly swept away and thrown into jail with no due process, yeah. no attorney, no communication. So this is, this is, this is gulag style here, folks. This exactly. Is to me, as a child, was reminiscent of China or or the evil Russia I was told about, and and this is this is, and this is the thing, Dave. People will say to me, Renette, our government would never do this. Our government would never do this. I'm like, you're absolutely right. The government that is in your mind, that you believe exists, would never do this. But that government does not exist. It was cooed probably the day that JFK took the bullet. This is not the nation that you've been led to believe. It does not exist. It is a cabal that is completely masquerading as your government. And they're killing us death through a thousand cuts. That's how it's going. And if we don't draw that line and be willing to put our lives on the line, then you have to expect expect enslavement for your children for eternity. It's going to be a long time to get out of this mess. You've got to stop it now or expect it for generations. That's That is where we are right now. Lahaina is that moment in time. This is why I've been telling my audience, Maui is the line in the sand. That Maui is the hill to die on. Because I think we can stop them there because it's a confined environment. And these politicians there are not very good. They're not very sophisticated. They don't have good cover stories. They're vulnerable. And I, I really think that we can stop them there. If we stop them there, then there's a chance that we could move that effort to a different area and stop them in other places. You know, Um, I saw, I was at Standing Rock in North Dakota, the XL pipeline. And I went there to see that whenever there's like a big events, I try to get there because how the media portrays it versus what's really going on are two completely different things is what I've learned. And I went there and it was extraordinary. And it was an, a military occupation is what it was by, by, by the, by corporations. It was their militia essentially. But let me tell you the day that the veterans were coming in to actually kind of take, take back, right. The, this land that was being taken over by the oil. And, and I'm not trying to be anti-oil pro, pro oil. My point is this is I was on, what was called Facebook Hill in Standing Rock, looking miles down the road and there was thousands, Dave, thousands of headlights coming at us. And there's all these veterans, young and old, some old guy from Colorado got into his car with his tennis shoes on, not ready for, you know, you know, 20 degree temperature. And they were driving, they were, they were heeding the call. And, and at that moment, I actually witnessed before my eyes a psyop to disband what was going on. And at that point in time, Obama pulled the permit on the oil pipeline because they were afraid they were afraid because people were coming there, Dave, to draw the mm-hmm. line. And that scares them because the one thing we've got going for us is the, our numbers. We outnumber them. And so I'm going to make a special request to those in Maui and the Hawaiian Islands to call upon us on the mainland, to call upon us to and ask us, can you come help us? Do we need to stand shoulder to shoulder with you? Mm-hmm. What do you need specifically from us? What can we do? To serve you, I'm not going to say what you need to do, but I'm going to ask you, please call upon us and tell us, do we need to fly in? Do we need to bring boats in? What do we need to do to assist you to stop this and draw that line in the sand? We have to be called upon. No, I, I agree. And th- there are people trying to organize right now. As I know that you know. Um, we just need to help them facilitate as best we can from here. But I do agree. It may be necessary for us to go there in large numbers, but it's a battle we can win. You know, I'm going to have you back. This is, we didn't get through hardly anything I wanted to talk about because this has been so interesting and we get a lot of topics, but I want my audience to be able to follow you. So how do they follow your good work? Uh, best thing would be is a uh, Renette Senems Foghorn Express. And that's R-E-I-N-E-T-T-E-S-E-N-U-M. And with an S after that, Renette Senum, foghornexpress.substack.com. You'll find interviews and writings. Uh, a lot about what we actually even discussed today will be on, on that Substack page. Fantastic. Renette, um, I got more than I bargained for here, and I got to thank our mutual friend, Sarah Westall, for introducing us. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, and I hope you'll agree to come on again. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave. And hello, Sarah. Thank you. And thank you everyone <laughs> for tuning in. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.